0: Hello, I'm Scott Cullen, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Well, we've been doing a lot of uh, kind of mid-season recaps as uh, we approached the All-Star break last week and uh, went through the All-Star game last night. Uh, and today, uh, we will dig into... Uh, the top 25 rookie pitchers uh, for fantasy baseball so far this season. Uh, but first, uh, let's take a look uh, at what happened in the All-Star game. Uh, and we'll start with the home run derby. Pete Alonso, of the New York Mets won uh, for the second year in a row. Uh, and since 2019, Alonso has hit 86 home runs to lead uh, Major League Baseball. He's ahead of uh, Eugenio Suarez, who is 82, Ronald Acuna Jr., 79, Nelson Cruz, 75, Kyle Schwarber, 74, uh, making a late charge uh, here. Uh, Matt Olson 73. Mike Trout, 70. Uh, and Freddie Freeman, 70. Uh, so Alonso winning the home run derby is hardly a, a surprise. Maybe he wasn't uh, a heavy favorite going in because uh, you know, the likes of Shohei Otani or um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. There, there are other big home run hitters in baseball this year uh, that would have been considered as well. But uh, Alonzo has been a consistent uh, home run hitter since arriving in in the major leagues uh, and uh, now has back-to-back home run derby titles to show for it. Uh, so, in the game itself, uh, the American League won 5-2. Uh, now, one of the things that, that tends to work uh, about the Major League Baseball All-Star Game is that generally the nuts and bolts of the game remain the same. Like in, Now, you, you do have pitchers just rotating in and out so that you have Uh, you know, you might have nine pitchers in nine innings and and that some of that is a little bit ridiculous. But in football and hockey, uh, those all-star games have become no hit affairs. Uh, And especially in in hockey, that also means that there's, they're not playing a whole lot of defense uh, and which then uh, also makes it kind of like the NBA all-star game. You know, in the last few minutes, uh, if the game is close, the NBA all-star game, the players will start playing defense. But uh, generally for the first three, three and a half quarters, they don't. Uh, In the National Hockey League All-Star game, they've pretty much stopped uh, playing defense, like, to a a comical point. Like, uh, it's one thing to, okay, you're not going to be taking runs at at, uh, the All-Stars on the other team, but you could actually just stand in their way. You know, there's there's nothing... Unseemly about having a defenseman who stands in the way of, of the attacking forward uh, and prevents them from scoring. Uh, but in the in the NHL All Star games, the, that that has almost uh, faded out of existence too. And then obviously in the in the Pro Bowl, um, you know football football is a tough game to play uh, without uh, violence <laughs> generally, I mean you need you need guys to make hits for it to to really feel like football uh, and. It, in general, uh, the pro bowl uh, does not de- deliver big hits. So, um, it, and, and this is where the, the advantage comes from major league baseball. It's not a sport that requires, um, a, a huge impact, uh, from, from players running into other players. So, you know, maybe, maybe you don't have pitchers who are throwing at guys, but that's probably for the best anyway. Um, uh, But basically, baseball players are going to go and they'll field their positions, and if they can rob uh, a player of a home run or make a diving catch, they'll do it. Uh, For example, the Angels' Jared Walsh made a diving catch in left field uh, to rob Chris Bryant of a potential hit with the bases loaded, Uh, could have really been a difference maker in the game. Uh, But you know, Walsh, who generally plays first base, has played some outfield, but left field has not been his thing. Uh, He's out there and he makes this diving catch, Uh, and it. That that makes the Major League Baseball game uh, All Star Game a little bit more appealing uh, than the others. It's just the nature of the sport lends itself <laughs> to this uh, the mid season uh, classic type uh, showcase where you get to have have all these great stars and they can play and they can mostly do uh, what they do uh, during the regular season. And you know, yes, you could have more, I guess, hit and runs, and and you could have uh, more creative. Uh, plays during the regular season that, that aren't going on uh, during the All-Star game. But in general, you have a pitcher on the mound who's going to throw their best stuff, and you've got a hitter at the plate who's going to uh, do their best uh, to, to take it out. And, and you know there is something appealing uh, to that compared to uh, the other major sports and their All-Star games. So uh, the American League wins 5-2. Uh, home runs for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who, who took home uh, the MVP. Uh, Also, Mike Zanino had a home run. And for the National League, uh, JT Real Muto uh, had a home run. So, I mean, Guerrero homering and winning MVP is not a huge surprise. He's leading Major League Baseball right now with a 1089 OPS. Uh, puts him ahead of Otani, who's at 1062 and leads the majors in home runs. Uh, and ahead of Tati, Fernando Tatis Jr., who's at 1020. Ronald Acuna Jr. is at 990 and now out for the season uh, for the Braves. And then, the the fifth highest OPS in, in baseball this year belongs to Max Muncy, uh, who's at 972. And, you know, not that this is a, a huge surprise. Like, Max Muncy is, uh, has been a very productive uh, player, but to the point of being top five in OPS, that's, that's a bit of a, a leap for him. Uh, so, uh, you know, Vladimir Guerrero is, is sort of the, the player that we were promised a couple of years ago, and I've mentioned this several times on this podcast, is that when, when he was coming up through the minors and he was destroying pitching at A AA and AAA, it, it, it was expected that he would be uh, a superstar uh, in Major League Baseball. And then uh, he came up and the transition wasn't great. Uh, and it wasn't awful. He wasn't you know, embarrassingly bad, but he was not a superstar. And, and so first year goes by and, and the results are only okay. And look, I, I'm in Toronto. Sometimes you hear some things and you, you hear people uh, that say that, well, maybe maybe his, his work ethic uh, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes was not uh, where you would like it to be. And maybe he wasn't particularly committed to fitness. And then last year, he, he did show up uh, to training camp uh, down a bunch of weight, but then by the time the season actually started, he'd put a bunch of weight back on again. And and so then his his performance in, in the 60-game season, still mediocre, it was okay, but not what we were promised from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Finally, it appears this offseason, he, he did uh, drop some pounds and, and got serious uh, about uh, his career and... The, this is the result uh you the first half of this season he he has been as good as anyone in major league baseball and so um you know the the expectations were there a couple of years ago and and there, there i suppose there's probably been some creeping disappointment uh, over the results of his first couple of seasons but uh by and large you have to consider this is a, he's still only 22 years old uh, and is hitting as the best hitter in baseball uh he's going to be a uh, a star slash superstar for a long time. Uh, so the other uh, home run hitters uh, Mike Zanino uh, ranks second among catchers uh, this season with 19 home runs. Of course, he's hitting like 200. Uh, but that's who Mike Zanino is. If 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 you're at least getting the home run production, uh, he's offering some value. Uh, Salvador Perez of the Kansas City Royals leads all catcher or leads catchers with 21 home runs uh, for the season. Now, uh, J T. Realmuto uh, has for the past several seasons been the top catcher uh, for fantasy in terms of preseason rankings and and expectations and so on. This year, he's got eight home runs, hitting two sixty-eight with an eight oh eight OPS, which is fine, but it's not really uh, as good as you might have expected. Uh, so. I would say he's been generally underwhelming uh, c- considering he was supposed to be kind of clearly uh, the number one catcher, and that hasn't been the case. He's also the first Phillies player to hit an All-Star Game home run uh, since Mike Schmidt in 1981. So, uh, so some uh, credit there for Rio Muto for uh, at least representing his franchise. Uh, now, the the pitcher who was hit hardest in the game uh, was also the only one who threw more than one inning. Uh, Milwaukee's Corbin Burns. Uh, went two innings, gave up four hits, two earned runs, uh, one walk, two strikeouts. I mean, Burns has been having a, a strong season after his breakout performance last year. Uh, I don't think you have to look into um, the the All Star Game performance in Colorado uh, as you know some some kind of bigger sign, other than hey, he, he pitched two innings in uh, in the most hitter friendly park in baseball against the best hitters in the American League, and yeah, he he ended up uh, surrendering a home run. <laughs> that that's the uh, the big takeaway uh, there. So uh, I think. You know, the, the by and large takeaway here is that uh, it was a quality game, had a very realistic score, a 5-2 uh, win for the American League. Uh, and the, the guy who's been the, the best hitter in baseball for the first half of the season, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, he's the one who walks away with the MVP. So uh, all that's pretty cool. Uh, we will come back and we will dig into the best rookie pitchers uh, through the first half of the Major League Baseball season. We're all trying to get in shape and eat right. Freshly can help. Their delicious meals are designed by nutritionists and cooked by chefs, making it easier to eat better. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage-baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. They all sound fantastic. Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. And now, our listeners can try Freshly for just six sixteen per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life Freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. With new meals added each week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made, nutritionist-designed classics right to your kitchen. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash locked on. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash locked on for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash locked on. For $40 off, your first two orders. This episode is brought to you in part by Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about Major League Baseball. You'll find fans just like you on Green Greenroom to, for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the National Hockey League. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Major League Baseball group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. So it's not easy when you're uh, drafting at the start of a fantasy baseball season to, to find value in rookie pitchers. So maybe a lot of these guys uh, were players that you would end up picking up on waivers. And the, and the key, I guess, would have been to, to pounce when the time was right. Uh, but let's take a look at who have been the, the top 25 uh, fantasy pitchers uh, so far this season up to the All-Star break. Uh, and uh, at number 25, we've got St. Louis's Quang Hyun Kim, uh, who was terrific in a small sample last season, uh, but... Uh, also looked like he might have been kind of primed for regression uh, because he's not a huge strikeout guy, and he still isn't a big strikeout guy. And yet, he's 4-5, and five, so the record isn't, isn't anything special, but a 3.11 ERA, 1.26 whip, 59 strikeouts in 72 in uh, third innings. As I said, the strikeouts aren't great, but the ERA and whip are pretty solid. Uh, so, Kwon Hyun Kim uh, has been sort of a, a low-end uh, fantasy starter uh, so far. Uh, then at number 24, we've got Seattle's Logan Gilbert. Uh, now, the funny thing is, when the Mariners, they called up uh, outfielder Jared Kalanick and Logan Gilbert uh, around the same time, and it looked like, well, this is the, the future of the Mariners, but, you know, it could be tough for the pitcher uh, to make adjustments to, to Major League Baseball. Well, that hasn't, hasn't been the case. Kalanick really struggled, and now he's back at A. Well, Gilbert uh, is 3-2, and has a 3.51 ERA, a 0.97 whip, which is outstanding. Uh, and 53 strikeouts in 48 and two-thirds innings. So, uh, now Gilbert's sitting here ranked 24th. Keep in mind, he wasn't uh, in the major leagues to start the season. So, he, he's kind of 24th with a bullet and, and climbing fast, uh, as his uh, performance uh, has really been outstanding since he got called up. At uh, number 23, uh, we've got Detroit's Terek Skubal. Uh, now, Skubal pitched uh, for the Tigers last season. Uh, and... He kind of has a lingering issue with uh, control. His, his whip right now is 1.38, uh, and, and so that kind of puts him uh, in, in a bit of fantasy danger. Uh, he's 5-8, and eight, has a 4.37 ERA, and now the ERA is a touch high too. However, Scooball does have 105 strikeouts in 88 and two-thirds innings, and his performance has been better uh, than it was early in the season. And if, if you, you know kind of caught him at the right time as his, he was starting to improve uh, in May... Uh, well, you, you've probably reaped some rewards here from Scooball, and the fact that he's got a, uh, an impressive strikeout rate uh, does help. Uh, at number 22, we've got San Diego reliever Austin Adams. Now, we've got a handful of relievers uh, included in this top 25 who aren't closers, uh, who just have put up solid numbers, uh, and Adams is one of them. Uh, he's 3-2, and two, has a 1.71 ERA, 1.04 whip, has 48 strikeouts in just 31 and 2 thirds innings. Uh, and so for fantasy, yes, you would like uh, some saves in there, but if if, uh, if you were just kind of filling in uh, a spot in your fantasy rotation, uh, getting a guy who brings down your ERA and your whip uh, and has a solid strikeout rate, uh, that's okay too. Uh, number 21, we're staying in San Diego for Ryan Weathers. Uh, and now Weathers uh, has pitched really well uh, for the Padres. The challenge has been kind of monitoring his, his workload, uh, you know, the he, he, he's a very promising uh, young pitcher, and, and the Padres obviously don't want to overwork him uh, in his first uh, kick at the major leagues. And so, right now, Weathers is 4 and 2. He saved a game, has a 2.92 ERA, 1.14 whip. Now, only 42 strikeouts in 58 and two thirds innings, so uh, he's not overpowering uh, to this point. But those numbers uh, for his first season, 2.92 ERA, 1.14 whip, that's pretty fantastic. Uh, and you know, the, the key here for San Diego is making sure they keep weather's healthy uh, for the long run. Uh, at number 20, uh, we've got the Chicago Cubs' Adbert Alzale. And now Alzale is 4-9 with a 4.66 ERA, at which point you say, forget this. I don't need that guy on my fantasy team. However, uh, 1.09 whip is pretty great. And 81 strikeouts in 77 two-thirds innings is pretty solid, too. Uh, and and uh, both those those last two numbers are, are good enough to think that the ERA is probably going to come down. Uh, that Alzale has generally been. Uh, a bit unlucky, so uh, don't be surprised if, if Adbert Osley gives uh, the Cubs some uh, some value in the second half of the season. Uh, number nineteen, uh, we've got the Atlanta Braves Oscar Hinoa, uh who's uh, who's injured right now, uh, and and but his performance before getting hurt uh, was terrific. Four and two, three point zero two ERA, one point zero five WHIP, fifty strikeouts in forty four and two thirds innings uh, would have been. Great value if you picked him up early uh, on on the waiver wire. Um, and, and, you know, you can hope that when he comes back uh, from breaking his hand, uh, <laughs> a, a classic self-inflicted injury, uh, punching the dugout bench in frustration and breaking his hand. So, uh, you know, not not the smartest thing to do for sure, uh, but uh, I think you, you could be really encouraged about the early performance of Oscar Hinoa. Um, number 18, uh, we've got Pittsburgh's J.T. Brubaker, and now much like Ausley, uh, Brubaker's four and nine, 4.47 ERA, and uh, that doesn't uh, really draw much attention. But a 1.15 WHIP, 88 strikeouts in 88, 88 and two-thirds innings is pretty solid, though. Uh, and uh, and the the fact that he's uh, logging uh, kind of big innings uh, for the Pirates. Uh, gives you at least a little bit of value but uh i think you you kind of have to keep your fingers crossed that brubaker can bring that era down a bit uh, and somehow that the wins might follow uh that that is uh, a challenge that isn't all on on jt brubaker, uh no matter how well he pitches uh number 17 we've got milwaukees devin williams last year's national league rookie of the year still rookie eligible we've got uh, a bunch of guys who are in that boat who because of the shortened season last year did not uh did not play enough, uh, to use up their rookie eligibility. And so Williams, uh, you know, at some point in the offseason people might've been hoping that Devin Williams would, uh, overtake Josh Hader to be the, the Brewers closer, but uh, dream on, uh, he, he has not even threatened for the job. However, uh, Williams after a bit of a tough start this season has, has rounded into form and he's six and one has a two point nine seven ERA, 1.32 whip 52 strikeouts and 33 in 33 and a third inning. So that whip is still a little, a little high, uh, but, the other numbers are, are outstanding, uh, and and so even as a reliever, uh, you could handle the uh, adding Devin Williams to your staff. Uh, number sixteen, another reliever, Tampa Bay's J.P. Fireisen, who, uh who is getting some save chances as you might expect. Tampa Bay doesn't just allow one guy to get saves. Uh, Fireisen is four and three, has three saves, 2.33 RA, 1.11 WHIP, 37 strikeouts in 38 and two thirds. So it's not not wild strikeout numbers, uh, but uh, all those other numbers and and a little bit of uh, Opportunities for saves uh, makes FireEyes uh, a pretty solid rookie performer, uh, as is Cincinnati's T.J. Antone, who uh, is injured right now, but is 2-0, and has three saves, a 1.87 ERA, 0.86 whip, 42 strikeouts, and 33 and two-thirds. I mean, Antone's been pretty great that if he was healthy, uh, he'd be in that mix uh, for more saves in Cincinnati because Cincinnati's kind of run a revolving door uh, through the closer role. And so if Antone can come back uh, maybe he'll have a shot at, at more saves in the future. Uh, at number 14, we've got Texas's John King, uh, who's really been just working in a setup role. And the fact, uh, he, he's 7-5, and five, and so he's won seven games in relief, which uh, there, there's sort of the, the uh, crux of his value is based on wins. Uh, he has a 3.52 ERA, 1.15 whip, 40 strikeouts in 46 innings, which is all of it's okay, but the seven wins uh, really drives King's value. Uh, Number 13, we've got the Red Sox Garrett Whitlock. Uh, Whitlock is 3 1, has one save, but a 1.44 ERA, 1.10 whip, 47 strikeouts, and 43 and two thirds innings. Yes, you would like to see more saves, but it's not as though uh, the Red Sox have any reason to uh, change what's been going on at the end of their uh, games. Matt Barnes has been terrific. Uh, So, you know, Whitlock in a setup role has still been very effective. At number 12, Uh, We've got the Chicago White Sox, Michael Kopech, who started a few games, but he's mostly been pitching in relief, and he's been great. Uh, And Kopech has missed a bunch of time in his career with injuries and uh, sort of uncertainty uh, about this guy who's been able to throw 100 miles an hour for for years now. Uh, But he he is delivering uh, the results for the White Sox. He's 3-0, 1.53 ERA, 0.93 whip, 51 strikeouts in 35 and a third innings. should the time come for for Kopech to uh, to join the rotation, and maybe that's next season or or beyond, uh, it does look uh, promising uh, that you know he can miss major league bats, uh, and we'll just see if he can manage to stay healthy the rest of the way. Uh, number eleven, we've got another reliever, and it's San Francisco's Tyler Rogers, uh, who is 1-0, but he's picked up 10 saves, has a 1.47 ERA, 1.02 whip, and now he's done this with only 24 strikeouts and 43 innings. So he's not overpowering by any means, but he keeps fooling hitters. Uh, and so uh, you have to uh, give credit to Rogers because he's come in there and uh, basically become a, a secondary uh, saves option b- alongside Jake McGee. Uh, and, you know, if you would kind of swooped in at the right time, uh, Rogers has offered you some pretty nice uh, fantasy value. So when we come back, we will look at the top 10 uh, rookie pitchers in terms of fantasy so far this season. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar And they have a bunch of great flavors. They have coconut and cherry barcia and raspberry and mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. That's a great variety. There should be something for everyone in that list. And if you haven't tried all those flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of those flavors. And then you can kind of sample, decide which ones you like, and order more of those. For me, salted caramel uh, is my favorite on that list. Uh, And... Uh, one of the great things about this variety you get from uh, Bilt Bar is that they taste great, they're covered in 100% chocolate, but they're also good for you. Uh, and they're loaded with protein, and then they're low in ca- uh, carbs, low in calories, low in sugar. Put that all together, and you've got this great tasting snack that you can uh, make part of your workout routine. I did it when I started going to an outdoor boot camp. Uh, after after my workouts, I'd grab a Built Bar to give my muscles a protein boost, and I've had some success. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get fifteen percent off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for fifteen percent off at Built.com. So now let's take a look at the top 10 uh, rookie pitchers so far this uh, baseball season. And at number 10, we've got the Toronto Blue Jays' Jordan Romano, who uh, did not have a direct path to the closer's role. Uh, And uh, when Kirby Yates uh, got injured in spring training and uh, required Tommy John surgery, uh, the opportunity was there, Uh, but it wasn't handed to Romano uh, right away either. Uh, And... So kind of in a roundabout way, he eventually ends up getting uh, the opportunities to, to save for Toronto, and he's four and one, has seven saves, 1.93 ERA, 1.22 whip, 40 strikeouts and 32 and two thirds, and does seem that he's the best option uh, for saves for Toronto moving forward. So uh, not only has has Romano been uh, solid so far for the first half, but figures to give uh, some pretty nice value in the second half too. Uh, number nine, we've got the A's, James Caprillian, who uh, is, got called up. Uh, and inserted into the Oakland lineup and has just been terrific. Now his underlying numbers aren't as strong as uh, as his fantasy numbers, but uh, take what you've got. And he's four and three, 2.90 ERA, 1.11 WHIP, 66 strikeouts in 62 innings. Um, that's you know pretty great value to grab that off the waiver wire, and that's that's where you would have found him because no one was drafting James Caprillion uh, at the start of the season. At number eight, we've got Cleveland's Emmanuel A, uh who. Uh, has been kind of one half of their uh, closing tandem uh, and uh, has been terrific. He's three and four, has 11 saves, 1.72 ERA, 1.28 whip, 41 strikeouts, and 36 and two thirds. Now uh, he, he was more dominant as the closer early in the season. Uh, and so maybe there's some question about, uh, you know, how, how valuable Class A is going to be uh, through the rest of this season. But uh, look at those numbers, you know, kind of just for the first half. Uh, and he's been pretty great. Uh, and number seven, we've got Detroit's Casey Mize, uh, who, like Scooball, who we mentioned in the last uh, segment, uh, pitched for Detroit last year. And Mize struggled; he had a six point nine nine ERA. Uh, and you know, you can say, well, he he was the Tigers' top prospect, uh, and you know, things should be great. But uh, you see a six point nine nine ERA, even in a small sample, uh, it's fair to worry about what. Uh, Casey Mize might might do this year. Well, he's been a whole lot better. He's five and five, 3.59 ERA, 1.14 WHIP. Now, 77 strikeouts and 95 in 95 and a third innings is not uh, not overpowering. Uh, and so there's still room there for Mize to to improve. Uh, and of course, uh, if he played for a, a team that would win more often, he he might actually win a few more games. Uh, but uh, there's a, been a real uh, leap forward uh, for Casey Mize in Detroit. At number six, we've got Atlanta's Ian Anderson, who uh, came up. Uh, late last season and, and pitched uh great uh down the stretch and then well in the playoffs as uh for the for the braves uh and anderson as a result of kind of that that late uh surge uh came into this season with pretty high expectations and i'm not sure he's quite met those expectations but still there, there's a lot to like here he's five and five 3.56 era 1.25 whip he's got 98 strikeouts in 96 innings uh so he he's basically uh A middle rotation starter right now uh, and delivering solid results in that role. Uh, But uh, you know that uh, there's kind of potential for even more uh, out of Ian Anderson. At number five, we've got another Oakland starter. It's Cole Irvin. Uh, And Irvin's an interesting case because uh, as we look at all these pitchers who who are getting swings and misses, Irvin does not. Uh, He's uh, he has 78 strikeouts in 106 innings, uh, so that that's not a huge part of his game. He's six and eight, has a 3.65 ERA, 1.18 WHIP, um, and he's not overpowering. But he's basically just been a solid mid rotation starter for the Oakland A's, and kind of came out of nowhere to do it. Uh, and so, if you can if you can live with the uh, the strikeout rate not being great. Uh, and, and really, uh, there, there's a chance here that his record uh, could improve because the fact that he's lost eight games so far with with his uh, underlying numbers being pretty solid uh, does suggest that uh, Irvin has maybe been a little unlucky when it comes to record. Uh, at number four, we've got another uh, left-hander who doesn't strike out a lot of guys. It's Tampa Bay's Josh Fleming. Uh, now, Fleming's on the injured list right now, uh, and but b- before getting hurt, had a 7-4 record, 3.26 ERA, 1.03 WHIP. Both of those are great. Uh, and now only 42 strikeouts in 69 innings. Now, um, obviously that strikeout rate is, is really low, uh, like to the point that it, it's a fantasy liability. Uh, but uh, when you measure that against uh, the, the wins, the ERA and the WHIP, uh, that's a trade-off you're going to be willing to take in most cases. Uh, and number three, we've got Houston's Luis Garcia, uh, who started the year in the Astros' bullpen. Uh, and so there was no, you know, great fantasy appeal. Uh, then when he started getting opportunities to start, turns out he's really good. <laughs> and so Garcia, six and five, 3.06 ERA, 1.10 WHIP, 97 strikeouts and 85 in 85 and a third innings. I mean, that's that, that's a gift uh, to pick that up off waivers, and that's generally where you would have grabbed uh, Luis Garcia this year. Uh, and number two, uh, we've got the other half of Cleveland's bullpen, and that's James Korinchak. Uh, remember the the, uh, the Indians let uh, Brad Hand go uh, in the offseason, and I guess uh, they had some idea that they would have uh, other relievers who could fill the role, and between Emmanuel Class A and James Karinchak, uh, they have. Karinchak is 6-2 and two, uh, out of the bullpen. He's also saved nine games, 2.52 ERA, 1.02 whip, 68 strikeouts in 39 in the third innings, which is just dominant and overpowering, and that's uh, there's huge value here in a guy who's, who's picked up saves, also has won six games out of the bullpen. Uh, Karinczak has been, has been awesome, really, for Cleveland. Uh, and at number one, the best rookie uh, pitcher for fantasy so far this year was a guy who got lots of hype uh, coming out of spring training, and so he was either a, a late pick, uh, if, you, if you drafted late uh, coming into the season, or uh, was the, the prime star of the uh, first waiver period, uh, and that's Miami's Trevor Rogers. Uh, and you know, Rogers had uh, struck out a bunch of guys in spring training and it looked like, okay, well, this, this guy's pretty promising, well worth a, a shot. Uh, and he has just delivered uh, for the entire season. And he's seven and six, and sure that record could be better with a better team, but uh, has a 2.31 ERA, 1.07 whip, 122 strikeouts and 101 in the third innings. Rogers has just been uh, consistent uh, and, and relentless. Uh, at the top of the, the Marlins rotation. He's, he's just been fantastic value. Uh, you could never uh, come into a season and expect to get more than that uh, out of a rookie starter. Uh, so uh, a fantastic performance in the first half uh, for Trevor Rodgers. Uh, and that will do it for today. Uh, we will come back tomorrow. We're still on uh, the All-Star break and you know, maybe we'll look ahead at uh, you know some, some players who we, we can expect to do better uh, in the second half. We'll, we'll check in on that tomorrow. Uh, but also check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast. Uh, Stanley Cup has been awarded, but we've got a busy offseason. Uh, players are signing new contracts. Uh, we've got trades uh, as teams are getting ready for the expansion draft and uh, the NHL draft and free agency. There's a lot going on there. So listen to these podcasts on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. Today in the Locked On Today podcast, is Kawhi Leonard's time in L.A. over? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.